I feel like when you go through college, like a lot of your friendships, like you said, are just based around being the same thing. They're not really like intentional. You're not opening up that much. And so when you leave college, you're forced to like, okay, do we actually get along outside of like going out or going to a football game together? So I think what Social Steps has done is that it's obvious that all the people there like are coming because they don't have friends. Like it's already put out in the open that like we're looking for friends. I'm in a hard time or things like that. And so it's like, it opens up the space for people to connect and be more vulnerable from the start. And I think that's helping the friendships grow faster. When Hannah moved here a couple of months ago, she was going through a period where she wanted to meet more people in Atlanta. She didn't know anybody here. She wanted to make more friends. And instead of sitting by passively, she created Social Steps Atlanta, which now has almost 30,000 followers on Instagram and every week has hundreds of girls show up to Piedmont Park, the Beltline, to go on walks. And the mission behind Social Steps is to create a space where no girl has to walk the journey of self-discovery alone. I love this episode because we talk all things social steps, but also what it's like to go through a season where maybe you're struggling with friendships. That's been like a huge part of my life and, um, and you're unsure of where to start. So I pray this blesses you, friend. I believe God put a specific light in your heart for a purpose, for you to shine it into this world in a way that nobody else can, a light that is unique as the print on your finger. And our job is to take that light and go love people with it in this world. Everywhere you go, you have a ministry. You don't just have to be a preacher to have a ministry. Your light is your ministry. It's how you shine it at your job, at your family, at the dinner table with your friends, at the movies, at the park, at your apartment. Everywhere you go, you are made to shine your light. Do it, be it, love people, be kind, honor them, honor yourself. This is made to shine. Welcome back to Made to Shine. As you just heard in that awesome introduction, we are in for such a treat today. We have the beautiful, phenomenal, just doing so much good for the Atlanta community, Hannah White Salon with us today. And what I love about having her on and why she's on is she's doing such amazing things and specifically the Atlanta community with something called Social Steps, which we're going to get you all introduced to. But Hannah, Thank you for taking the time and your crazy busy schedule to be on Made to Shine with us tonight. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I've never been on a podcast, so this is super exciting. Oh, yay. I uh, Well, I'm glad to be your first podcast. The Made to Shine fam is definitely honored to have you on. And something that I always love to remind people in the beginning and just kind of aligns with why I wanted you on specifically, here at Made to Shine, as everyone knows, we believe everyone has a ministry. It's the way you live your life. It's the way you're walking to your college course and saying hello to somebody. It's the way you're being nice to the receptionist. It's it's not just allocated for preachers and pastors. And before I reached out to you, um, I always like take time and pray about like who I really want to trust to come on and, and share their heart. And, and what I love about connecting with people like you is like what you're doing, it is ministry, but it's in a way that's not in a pulpit. Like it's not in a church setting, right? And it's just a way to bring people together in love and communion. And you're doing that through walking. And I just love that. And we're going to get into all of it. 
But before we do, Hannah, we have to start off this conversation the way I do every single Made to Shine conversation, which is, what is your favorite quote and why? Okay, putting me on the spot. Um, I know. didn't know this before, folks. They never this do. This is actually an easy question. I have it framed on my wall in front of me. Um, it says, um, I found that if you love life, life will love you right back. And I would say my why is because it serves as a, mind, a reminder that like what your mindset is, is what you will get out of life. So what you put into life is what you will get. So if you wake up every day and like intentionally love and appreciate everything that you have and everything that is around you, then like life is going to show you all those things. You're going to see more possibilities, more joy, more fulfillment. Yeah. If you wake up and you focus on all the negative, all you're going to see all day is just more negative and it's a spiral effect. That's so true. And I love that you said being intentional because, I mean, maybe you're not like me, but I definitely, my default is not to see the good. Like my default is to think about all the things that are wrong all the anxieties of my to-do list, all the things I haven't done. Is that, does the reason that quote inspires you so much? Is it because you can relate to that or is it just kind of one of those, like it speaks so true to what you already are? No, it's definitely to keep me from sticking to my negative mindset because like everyone else, that does seem to be my like first step and I go straight to that, but I try to break out of it. Oh, yeah. And it's such a good pattern interrupter. I think we're all like that. I think all of our brains are wired towards like, what's not right and what's not going smooth in our lives. And so being intentional about just like loving your life, I love that. And I think that's such a testament to what you've done having moved. I mean, we we're talking about this right before we hopped on, but you moved to Atlanta when? In March, you said? In March, on okay. a whim, like a two-week notice. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So this is what I find so fascinating. I told you before this, you know, you get to, and I think scripture teaches us this, like, you know, so much about the creation and why the creation is the way it is from learning about the creator. And so, of course, I want to talk about social steps. I want to talk about what you've created with, um, with this entire community in Atlanta in just a short amount of time. But to do that, I want to back up a little bit because I think it's important to know the, the brains behind the brainchild. And so you were, take us back, Hannah and March, why did you move to Atlanta on a whim? Where were you coming from? What were you feeling? All the things. Um, so I had been living in Charlotte for about a year. I had moved there to do the whole find yourself, move to a city all alone and see if like that made life better. Before I was living with my parents and loved them to death, but like eventually I had to leave. So I moved to Charlotte and I didn't realize how hard living alone really was. So I had come from like always being with people. I lived in a house of like five girls during college and I moved back home with my parents. So I had never experienced like just being alone. And I moved there and quickly learned how hard it is. And I worked remote. So it's like, how do you meet people? And so I struggled that whole year to like make friends. I did make one really great friend in the hallway of my building. But other than that, I wasn't really leaving the house often. So when a year like came up, I was like, okay, I'm kind of ready to like do something new. I like felt very stuck. And my older brother lives here and he was like, come move to Atlanta. Like we have a bunch of friends here. We'll introduce you to a bunch. And I was like, you know what? Why not? So I came here and was happy to have my brother and his friends, but I didn't want to be the little sister just bugging his older or bugging her older brother all the time. So I was like, I got to do my own thing. And that was when I came here. And after a few months of being like super lonely, I decided to actually do something about it. Wow. 
Okay. So what I think is so powerful about that is your, this is your story, right? Like this is Hannah's story that she's walked out, but what you felt, I know I felt before a thousand times, like within the past um, couple months, like I felt that way. Right. I know so many girls have felt that way, especially after COVID it's been, mm -hmm. it's just, and not only that, let's take COVID out of the equation. I think as an adult, no one talks. What year did you graduate? 2020. Oh. So, I, okay. I okay. so we graduated the same year and no one talks about just when you graduate in general, I feel like it's adult friendships are, they're hard. You, mm -hmm. to use your word from prior, you have to be intentional about it because in college you are literally just in this, it's like attraction marketing. You are just, there's friends walking around everywhere that you can meet yeah. and make in the hall in your dorm. When you're an adult, it's like, wait, how do I make friends again? Right. And so there's this kind of like, oh my gosh. I mean, is that like, take us back to Charlotte. Is that a little bit about what you were feeling or do you think it was more so just like the remote work situation? It definitely was a little bit of both. It was just, I kind of assumed you moved to a new city, like you'd make friends. Like you said, it's not something people talk about. So like, I just guess I didn't think about it. Like how will you meet friends? Because in college, like you had shared classes or I was in a sorority. So you would just like be friends with people there. But mm -hmm. when you're an adult, those things don't happen if you don't work in an office or if you're in an office with people that aren't necessarily in your age group, then it's like, yeah. okay, well, now what do I do? And I tried lots of things. Like I would go to workout classes and I learned that like no one talks in a workout class. Everyone's in there to sweat and leave. I'm the amount of people, done the same thing. The same the amount thing. of girls who have told me they've done the exact same thing. I'm like, we all have the same mindset, but then we get there and we're quiet and we're shy. So... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why it's like you needed to speak up about it so that people are like, oh, we're all trying to make friends. So true. And I think it's, it, it's not just it's like I remember when I first went to college and everyone told me this. They're like the friends you make freshman year, they're not going to be the friends you have all four years. Because when you first yep. went to college, you're desperate for friends. So you're going to be friends with anyone that's walking and breathing and will be nice to you back. And it doesn't matter if you click or not. You're just like, we're going to football games together. And then yeah. eventually you find your people. And I think it's the same with the adult in this new adult friendship making world where it's like, okay, at first you do, you just, you want friends. You're in a new city. Maybe you're like me. And I grew up in Atlanta my whole life, but you come back from college and realize I'm not as close with my old friends as I used to be because we're different people now. And so I'm having mm -hmm. to meet new friends in a place I grew up, which is weird. Um, but it's the, it's the filtering out process of, do I just make friends to make friends or how do I find my people? And what I love about what you did is like, you came to Atlanta, you were like, okay, I'm going to at least a place where I know some people and kind of have some, some places to put some, some feet in the ground on there. And then you did that. And then what happened? Cause you obviously created this new thing that helped other people find their community. Talk to me about that season of life. So when I came here, I was like, there's so much to do in Atlanta. I was like, I want to do it all. But a lot of it, like I'm very outdoorsy. I want to do anything active and outside. And so I would like want to go on hikes and things. But I was like, I'm a single female. I was at the time. And I was like, I don't want to like go hiking in the woods alone. I feel like I'll get murdered. <laughs> and so Honestly, great point. Great point. <laughs> I was like, not. I'm all for going and doing things on your own. And but I was like, hiking in the woods is just not on the top Safety of Safety is number one. So, but I was like, there's so much I want to do. And I'm intentional about that. So, because I've learned, like, if you aren't, like, if you don't write everything you everything out that you want to do and actually make a point to do it, then it'll always stay on your bucket list. Mm 
So I made this huge Atlanta bucket list and then I decided to put it on like, I made a whole like Google doc and I decided to make that the activities from social steps. But first it started from walking. So I joined this group chat that I found through Instagram that was like a workout group. And in it, I messaged, there was like a group for the girls who live in Atlanta from this like uh, influencers workout page. And I messaged in it, like, does anyone want to go for a walk in Atlanta? Like, I just moved here. And like two girls answered. And that weekend we met up for, to go for a walk, like literally strangers at Piedmont Park. <laughs> and That's we went for a walk and we were like, this was actually really fun. We walked for like two hours that day. And we made it a point. We were like, well, let's be intentional about this. Why don't we meet once a week and we'll go on a walk? And so every time we would see each other at the end of that session, end of that walk, we would plan the next walk. So we would know we were going to see each other again, because a lot of times you'll like meet a girl for coffee or something. And then like, you just don't keep in touch. So we always made the next plan that night or that day. And so that just kept growing and kept growing. And I like had this idea. I was like, we would pass so many girls like walking alone. I was like, so many girls love to walk and are out here walking. Like, why don't we make this a thing? Like, I found y'all through the internet. Why don't I put this on the internet? And I was like, I'm just going to form an Instagram. And like, let's just see what's hap- what happens. And I like sat on the idea probably for like a month. And then I put myself through what I call like a 30-day challenge. You know how they have like the 75-day hard? I made up my own. And I had to do, uh, it was kind of intense. So I had to take one step a day to grow social steps, whether that was posting a photo, follow one person. It was literally one step. And at first, like, like, it was kind of hard. And then, like, I got addicted to it. And it was like I was doing 10 steps a day. But I had to make one step to grow the page a day. I had to listen to one podcast. I had to read one chapter every single night instead of scrolling on my phone. I swore off boys for a month. (laughs) And I had to journal. So, and I started my day with positive affirmations, it's a long list, but Man. that whole thing, like transformed my whole world in 30 days. Holy cow. Okay. So many things. One, I just want to well, reemphasize. Very intentional. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Going back to your quote about intentional, but I just want to everybody rewind and just listen again to you got to get next steps on the calendar. That is like friendship advice, dating advice. I'm, I'm in sales. That's a sales cycle right there. Like you don't get off a call unless your next call is on the calendar. It's just what happens because we get busy and things slip through the cracks if you don't. All that to say what I love about kind of your story and what you're modeling by example is you didn't wait for someone to create what you needed. Like you didn't wait for someone to create the solution to the problem that you saw. And I think that we get so in our heads about my purpose and what am I here for? And I feel like God is just saying, Annie, Hannah, Susan, what problems do you see in the world right now? I guarantee you someone else doesn't see that problem. I gave you eyes to see that problem. You're the solution for that problem. I mean, like I'm, I'm talking to you right now and I'm thinking like, gosh, this was such a good idea. Darn it. Why didn't I think about this? Or like when I hear about, um, like, you know, the Snuggie, let's think about the Snuggie, not comparing yours to the Snuggie, but like inventions like that. I'm always like, why didn't I think about that? That's such a great idea. And it's because God gave people specific eyes to see problems that other people didn't see. And so like you actually acted on creating solution for this thing that you saw. And um, something that I love about 
your community and what you've built, especially on social, you're so intentional about showing why you don't have to be nervous to show up alone to social steps. Like I see it's on your reels, it's everywhere. And I know for someone like myself, my friends always make fun of me. I'm the kind of person at parties or whatever, like I want to talk to everybody, but I like having what I call my my home base or my anchor. Like I go with somebody and we end up not speaking to each other because we're meeting new people, but it's nice to go with someone. And I'm curious, like, why is it, are you so intentional about showcasing that it's okay to show up alone? Is that coming from like your own, you've been to things where you went to alone and you were like, this is so hard, this is terrible or, cause I can relate to that. I'm just curious what, what's kind of the inspiration behind that. It's definitely because that's how I used to feel. So when I lived in Charlotte, I actually checked my like event right history and I had gone to 27 networking events while I lived in Charlotte because I was just trying to meet people. And I always went alone, even if I had someone to bring with, because I liked professional or friendship Mm -hmm. or both. So the reason they weren't really working is I was going to things with the idea of meeting people, but they weren't necessarily things that I was interested in. So like, I would just go to like a random happy hour or something I found online because I was like, oh, that's a chance to meet people. But it wasn't something that necessarily interested me, which is where I was like, okay, I'm going to have to start my own thing where where I'm interested in. That way it'll attract people that are like-minded. Yeah. So that was why those events weren't really successful for me. But what happened is every time I went, I was forced to go up to people and walk into a room and not know anyone. So it pushed me way out of my comfort zone. And eventually it like became natural and I wasn't so intimidated because a lot of people are like surprised when I tell them I'm actually an introvert at heart. So people are all nervous coming to these walks and I'm like, I stand up in front of a hundred of y'all and have to talk. And I'm like, I am not a public speaker. This is like, that was shocking to me on our walks jumped from like 30 people to 130 people in a week. And I literally stood up in front of everyone and I said, I have no idea what to say right now. I was not expecting this many people to come. I'm really anxious. Like that is what I said because it was the truth. And I don't know. So I don't want people to like be nervous to be alone because it's like almost every single person in the room is. Totally. Uh, So what you said, it's funny. I also am an introvert. People are shocked by that. And I it's because, never <laughs> yeah, people are always like, what? Um, because I do this podcast, I'm in sales, I, my job is talking, but I recharge completely by myself. And it takes me like, even like conversations like this, like I schedule my made to shine conversations for Wednesdays and Thursdays. So that way, when I get up, it's like, okay, we got to be on today. Like, and as opposed to, it's not natural for me. Like I have to generate the energy. And I think people miss that. They miss that. It's not, you can still do things that maybe you categorize as an extroverted thing to do by simply like developing and building that muscle for it. Cause we all have the muscle. It's not like you didn't get some gene that an extrovert got. So you can't go create a walking group. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and so I love that about you. And I'm curious, like in the course of creation, you created this group, right? I think about all the things in my life I've created. I always learned something about myself that I never knew before a part of me that I didn't even know was there in the process of creation what is kind of social steps what has that taught you in the in the building of this 
Um, definitely that I'm a lot more capable than I think I am. Like I learned so many new skills in such a short amount of time. I had never made it real on Instagram. Like if you scroll down to the first one, it is like in the wrong format. Like it's done totally wrong. Now they're going viral. So it's like, if you just put time and effort into it, like it'll pay off. And I was so intimidated to make one for so long. And I was like, it worked. Like, I think I get very in my head and it's like, if you just step out of that and just take the first step into doing things, you'd be shocked at like what you're actually capable of and what your mindset is just stopping you from. Yeah, I know. I was looking at um, on your reels. It's true. Like you look at the progression of just like likes and, and comments and engagement. It is so amazing to see. And I think that also, I mean, of course it goes back to, you've gotten better at creating the content. Like you said, like you start from scratch and then you get better and better at flexing that muscle. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also just this mission that you've oriented this around. People are starving for community, whether they realize it or not, or would admit it or not. And so talk to me about like right now, kind of what is your, what's the mission behind social steps and what, what, why do you think that's important or what is that? point to in what the community is starving for right now that has kind of helped it be as successful as it's been? Um, it goes right back to my favorite words. So about building intentional friendships. And the reason like I, I build on not just having walks, but having the experiences, because I think you like grow deeper relationships from experiencing new things together. So that's why all the weekend events have been like, the funny part is they're all things that I've never done before. So like, I'm experiencing them all with the girls at the same time. So it's like you bond over a new experience or trying something new together or pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. That's way more like intentional for a friendship building than just going to a happy hour. Like you're going to actually remember the experience and like we've gone zip lining and girls were like cheering each other on as others were like afraid of heights and stuff. It's like they were overcoming those fears together. That's a lot more memorable than sharing a glass of wine at a bar. So true. Not just like sharing a glass of wine at a bar, but I think just like having a Netflix night by yourself and chill. Like, because I think in my head, there's a phrase I love. It's like the cost of inaction. And I know for me, these past couple of months, I've been really intentional about friendships. Like my word for this year was community, which is funny. Like when I, when I messaged you and reached out, I was like, this girl's doing that. just the coolest stuff. Um, that's so aligned with what I think this, this, especially in Atlanta, what people need right now. But all that to say, like, I think that when I was looking back over the past couple of months and what people were starving for, all the jazz, I looked at myself. And what I was going through was it was after work, I was tired. Um, maybe there was like plans, like in January or last December, plans to do something. And then I was just like, you know what? It's not going to be that big of a deal if I don't go. And so I wouldn't go. And then, but that adds up over time. And then you look at yourself and you're like, I don't have as many close, intimate relationships as I would like. All right, friends, who likes to feel good? Not only feel good, but do good work. Now, if there's anything I know about this Made to Shine fam, it's that we have goals and we like to be productive. You wouldn't listen to this kind of content if you did not. And I'll tell you what, you guys know me by now. I'm someone that I like to be productive. I like to get a lot done, but that's really stinking hard when you're not feeling your best, when you kind of have that, what I like to call that mental fog going on. And a few months ago, I was trying everything. I was trying different things to kind of create more mental clarity, but I ran into this problem of, I was taking like 
I was drinking so much. I was drinking coffee. I tried matcha and nothing really worked. Nothing worked sustainably and nothing was convenient. There was nothing that was quick. That was simple until I found magic mind. Yes. Insert magic mind into my life. What I love about Magic Mind is, of course, it's all natural. Y'all know I have very high standards for what I put into my body. So it has your ashwagandha. It has your matcha. But it's so convenient. There are these little bottles that you just you just sip. It's easy. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to spend a thousand minutes curating this perfect coffee and you're good to go. You feel amazing. It helps with your productivity. So I'm not the only one who thinks this, you know, Joe Rogan, the Kardashians, Brooke Shields, they're all on this magic mind trend. And lucky for us, if you use the code made to shine 20, you're going to get up to 56% off your first subscription order. That is made to shine 20 up to 56% off your first subscription order. Y'all, we all deserve to feel amazing. We all want to take our work seriously. This is how you can do that in an easy, simple, convenient way. Knowing what you're putting into your body is good and natural. Excited for all of our minds to feel magical after this. So talk to me through, like, with what you've created, what would be, do you think, the cost of if you didn't create this? Or even for yourself, like, what's the cost of an action here? Like, the cost of not making yourself go to these things and meet people? Um, I'd still be sitting in the same place. I'd be sitting at home every day, not getting out, not doing things, not experiencing life. And I was, did that for a whole year in Charlotte. So, like, I know what that was like, and I wasn't happy. And that's why I was like, I need to move. Because I was just sitting in my box all the time. I wasn't going for walks. Yeah. I wasn't going outside. And like, it got like dark and lonely. And I was like, mm -hmm. I need to break out of this. And I think a lot of people are too afraid to like push themselves. So they do stay there. Yeah. And I well, not that I love that you use those words, but I appreciate that you said that because I felt that way before too. And I don't think people talk about that enough. Like when you're not in community and when you don't have people, it is dark and it is lonely. And I just think back to sometimes we don't realize how good our life is supposed to feel. You talked about in the beginning, like loving your life. And that has to do with people. And as like a young, so we graduated the same year as a young girl. I'm curious if you can relate to, because I know there's people listening in that have maybe walked through a season that I walked through where I had some trust issues with female friendships because I'd been burned in the past with gossip or judgment or jealousy or whatever have you. And so I, there was a season in my life in college where I was very at arm's length. Like I would go get dinner. We were good friends. We would get dinner once a week, all the jazz, but I was not one to show you my crying side or really lean on anybody because of that, that mistrust. Um, I'm curious if that's something you can relate to and if you can kind of speak to the importance of once you do find your people, like really being in that friendship fully and honestly. I definitely can relate to that. I feel like a lot of people can because I feel like when you go through college, like a lot of your friendships, like you said, are just based around being the same thing. They're not really like intentional. You're not opening up that much. And so when you leave college, you're forced to like okay, do we actually get along outside of like going out or going to a football game together? And like odds are probably not. So I think what Social Steps has done is that it's obvious that all the people there like are coming because they don't have friends. Like it's already put out in the open that like we're looking for friends. I'm in a hard time or things like that. So like that's, that conversation's already started. 
And so I think when people come to the walks, it's normally what they say, like, oh, I just moved here. I don't know anyone. So it's like it opens up the space for people to connect and be more vulnerable from the start. And I think that's helping the friendships grow faster. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I didn't even think about it like that. But it is. It's kind of like attraction marketing. It's like a dating app. Like when you're on the dating app, you know that you're looking to go, I mean, I guess depending on which one you go on, (laughs) you know you're looking to have a date or a relationship of some sort. And so with this, it's kind of like that, but for friendships. Like that's what you helped create, you know? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, honestly, like I went on and told everyone that I was lonely. So I think it made more accept like acceptable for them to come say it because they were watching me say it in front of everyone. Mm, Yeah. Is there something that just like in your experience of trying all these new things? I mean, y'all are everywhere. I love it. Y'all have discovered things about Atlanta that in my 25 years of being here, I'm like, I didn't know that was a thing. Um, I spent like three hours researching everything in Atlanta, made a whole Google Doc, and it was going to just be my Google Doc, and I was just going to do it myself. And then I was like, well, that sounds lonely. I shouldn't do that. And at first, I used the dating apps, and I had guys take me on dates to start experiencing things. Hey, girl, that's strategic right there. And then I was like, okay, this is fun, but like, I'd rather be intentional with people that I want to consistently see what, and so that idea went away. And I'll tell you what, like, I don't know if, if you can relate to this or if anyone listening can, but there is some, some kind of joy that comes from doing things with girlfriends. I mean, I know like even on, on dates I've been on and I've gone on it and then I've done the same exact thing with like a group of girlfriends or even just one of my good friends. And I'm like, this was so much more fun. I don't know why, but it just, it was. And, um, I think too, the pressure is less, like you're not trying to show up and impress. You're just trying to have fun. It's, it, it's true. But I think also, you know, let's say you're doing something brand new with a brand new group of girls. That's a really good point right there. It's like, take the pressure off. I mean, if you're, and this is dating advice too, but if you're looking to make like a genuine connection with someone that's friendship wise, like take the pressure off and just let yourself be yourself and you're going to have a better time. And yeah. what I love about what you've created is it's easier to do that when you're with a bunch of other people rather than sometimes just like that one-on-one interaction um which makes things so great and I mean as you mentioned you're it went from like a group of 30 to a group of 130 overnight and so I'm sure you've met so many different girls with so many different backgrounds what has like in this specific community that you have with Social Steps in Atlanta, what has that taught you about your kind of your definition of what it means to be in community or what that looks like in your life that maybe you you didn't have before or see as before? Um, I definitely would say like letting people in. I tended, I was like always very independent. I was like, oh, I don't need friends. Like, it's fine. I can just like do all these things on my own. And then as soon as I started like going on these walks and opening up to people and like having things to look forward to, it like changed my whole life and like made it more enjoyable. It's like, oh, I have things to look forward to. I have people to like catch up on my life instead of like just calling my mom all the time. So it like, it gave me more meaning to life. Was it hard at first to, like when you started Social Steps, was it something that didn't come naturally at first? 
I think it actually was like easier at first because there weren't as many people. So when it was just a few, like, okay, I was talking to like three or four girls at a time. That was fine. But the ones that got large, like I started to get intimidated because I'm not a public speaker and a hundred people would look at me like, hi. And I'm like, hello, I don't know what to say. Oh my gosh. This is, but like it took practice and now I stand in front of them every week and like, I'm a dork, but I like, I talk to them and I'm like each week I'm less and less nervous. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, you look at like, look at Moses in the Bible. Like he literally was like, God, you got the wrong dude. Like, I don't, I have a stutter. I have a stammer. I'm not a public speaker. You're going to have to, and he, you know, brings um, Joshua to help speak for him. But all that to say, like, God did not change his mind about Moses. He was like, no, you're the person I want. And I see that you, you do that with what you're doing right now. And I'm a big believer, like, God calls the willing, not the qualified. Like if you're just willing to do it and show up, then he can work through you. And he is working through you. And um, it's just so cool to see. And I want to get like really practical here. I'm all about practical advice. And you're, you're in the inner scoop. So you know all these things. But, you know, there's naturally some people like you hit it off with and some people you don't hit it off with. You know what I mean? So even like in a group like Social Steps, I'm sure, you know, if if Susan came and Billy Joe came, I don't know if that's a girl name, but let's just say that's a girl name. They might not necessarily hit it off, but Susie might hit it off with Samantha over there. What are some things that you've noticed about yourself and your friendships that are almost like little, hey, you're going to hit it off with this person or, hey, you might not hit it off with this person. Like, what does that kind of feel like when you're developing a friendship? I always say like, I'm an energy matcher. So I feel like when I walk up to someone and like they're bubbly and excited, like I'll match it. And if they're like quiet, then I'll match it. And so like, I feel like I just like intuitively know when I vibe with someone and when I don't, but I don't know that that's the best way to go off of it. Well, I think that's a great response. I'm an energy matcher too. In fact, they like in my corporate job, they teach you that like you need to match I wouldn't come on like this to someone who is literally talking like this, you know, that just doesn't work. And it's like, Um, at the same time, I've learned now that like, when there are people who are like shy and quiet, I'm like, okay, well, I've been there. And so like, I will give the energy to them and like, try to pull them out of it. So I think I see it from both sides. So I'm curious, I'm very much the same. Like I can match energy. I can also challenge it. And I think that's where you do have to rely on the spirit to kind of tell you when and where to do that. But um, I find myself sometimes because of that, it's hard to know who I click with, like if I'm clicking with them or if I am making myself click with them because I want them to feel clickable, like I want them to feel good. So I'm morphing myself into something that will make them feel good about themselves because we click. So how do you distinguish like for your people that are your people how do you distinguish like it's really a click there or if you're making yourself click with them I think it would be if you guys value the same things if you have like similar interests Mm -hmm. and like how you like to spend your free time like if they love to drink all the time and you don't like to drink then you're probably not going to be great friends like it's things like that or if they like value going up and going to the gym every morning and are like into that and you are too then you're probably going to match yeah, that's such a good point. I um, I always say that with dating, but it, it does apply to friendships too. It's it like, I think, I think people date according to interests, not values. And friendships can kind of be the same way. I think that's why a lot of college friendships, 
or high school don't work out. It's because you almost, you friendship date according to interests, not yes. what are your values? Like, are you a faith person or are you not? Are you a big drinker or are you not? Like, how do you spend your money? Do you just like to go gamble everything or do you like to save and penny pinch? Like that stuff matters, but no one talks about that with friends, right? Um, also, like you have to be on the same page of what you're looking for as a friendship. If they're like someone who likes to hang out once a month versus you want someone you can call in the middle of the night crying, like those are two different levels of friendship. So like you have to figure out what they're looking for. But like you said, okay. you're literally dating your friends. It's, this is, this is what I wanted tonight because this is so true. No one talks about this or takes friendships. I think that seriously, but you have to, I once heard it put like, if you can't, change the relationship or change the person in the relationship you have to change their expectation your expectation of them and i think we have so many girls out there that have been scorned by other girl friendships and have kind of put them at arm's length mm -hmm. simply because there was mismatched expectations i will fall on the sword for that i've had friends in the past where i was like i wanted you to be my i need to cry to you at midnight friend and you weren't you were my we'll go out and have a good time maybe listen to taylor swift in the car friend you know um so i think girls like also don't voice that like they don't voice what they're looking for so okay that was my next that's what i was gonna get at was do you I mean, is this like a conversation you have with friends? Is this a filtering process? Because I know in dating, you should do this pretty early on if you're serious about dating somebody. But with friends, how do you go about that? I mean, I haven't tried to straight up having the conversation. I've done that with guys. But with girls, I feel like I just try to like match the energy. So like if I'm asking to hang out a bunch and they're not reciprocating or not responding then that's probably not their vibe or if they're quick to be like yes I want to then you're like okay let's give this like some effort so I guess it's just like putting out the effort and if they respond keep going if not move on so or do you think that friend that you see once a month if that's something you're okay with yeah do you think with friendships it's like you know kind of the saying I'll trust you until you give me a reason not to or is it trust has to be earned i feel like i trust until i figure i think i shouldn't i do too i do too um yeah i'm thinking about some of like my closest friends in my life right now i think it is i'll trust you until you give me a reason not to um i try to like always see the good in people until i'm given a reason not to i think that's a good trait that's you loving your life intentionally right there and the people in it, right? Um, I've come a long too, way in a year. I wasn't always like this, so. <laughs> but I think too, like my mom calls it your spidey senses. You get a a, mm -hmm. a little spidey sense that goes off. Like, okay, I, for example, if there's somebody that when they talk to me, they are always talking smack about someone else. My spidey senses go off because I'm like, well. Are they talking about me like that to other people? So yeah. it, there are little, do you have other little like spidey senses or red flag things like that with friends that you kind of telltale sign that maybe you shouldn't be the midnight crying, I'm calling you friend? Yes, because you can like pay attention to the details of like if they're telling a story of like how they got in an argument with someone else or like something else that's going on in their life, like apply that to how that would happen to you, so if that makes sense. Yeah. I, um, the way that they talk about things they're interested in or passionate about, the way they describe other people, other people's success, failures, 
I think it points so much back to their values that you mentioned before is so important to be aligned on. Like if they're not like genuinely happy for their friends, like getting a raise or something, if they're yeah. like, you can pick up on the details like that. Yeah. And I think there's also such things like situational friendships. Like I've always noticed in my life, I've had friends where, um, you know, that we were friends because we both were so, there was like a guy involved for them. And I was their go-to person to talk about like dating plans or getting excited about. And it was like, our only means to that friendship was getting excited about this potential relationship for her. There was literally nothing else that we were, were governed by our friendship. And I think a good test for that is does that make up all of your dinner conversations? Does that make up all of your coffee conversations? Or what all do you talk about? Because um, it's got to be diverse. It can't be yeah. just like a one ingredient salad over there. You know, you need like a whole fruit salad going on. Um, so that's so interesting. And I know we're coming up on time here. I, one, just want to reiterate, you're doing amazing things for Atlanta. Like the fact that you just got here in March and you're impacting the city in a way that people who have been here their entire lives never have. I mean, that's amazing. And I would love if you would just talk through like, what is your hope for people that come to Social Steps? How do you hope they leave feeling? Um, I really hope that like they do make a friend because so many people tell me that they're lonely. I get so many messages like, thank you so much for this. Like I have my best friend now or wow. like they're getting out of the house and like they've been lonely for like six months that they didn't know how else to meet people. It's like when I get those messages, I'm like, okay, this is making a difference. But I hope that they like will start looking for like deeper meaning in life because that was something I was failing to do. And like, I was just fine sticking in my routine of working and staying at home and like, you can break out of that if you choose to. Like if you intentionally write out the things you want to do in life, whether it's with social steps or not, it's like you can actually achieve them and do them. It's just taking the time to actually write out what you want and go after it. Because I told myself, I was like, I'm not having a repeat year of Charlotte where I just stay at home all the time. I was like, if I have to go do all these things by myself, I will. But like, I'm going to actually leave the house and do things because life is short. That's so true. I think about anything I've done in my life that I was like, okay, yeah, that was a good move. Um, it came from just knowing that the pain of staying the same was so much greater than the pain of trying something new that was completely unfamiliar. And I had no idea if it was going to be a good thing or not. Um, and so you leaned into that. And so that's just so amazing. And um, the the final question we have on Made to Shine for every guest is kind of a, a flip on the head here of a, of a classic, which the classic being, you know, advice you'd give your younger self. This question is what advice would your 10 year old self give current day living in Atlanta, November 30th, 2023, Hannah? Um, I would say do what makes you happy, not what you think others want you to do. So it's like focus, like literally ask yourself, like what makes me the happiest in life and do more of that. If that's like, if you love to run, go spend all your time running. If you love to travel, do that. But like, don't just stay in your same routine because that's what you think you're supposed to do. Was social steps a, a version of you doing that thing that made you happy despite what you thought other people were going to think of you for it? Um, yeah, I thought I was crazy because I was like, I love to go for walks. Who's going to want to walk for me? And I'm putting this all over the internet. And if it doesn't work out, like that's, everyone's going to get to see it. But 
turns out a lot of people like to walk and a lot of people want to make friends and want to try new things. And I like thought that I was crazy for this. And it's like, no, there's a whole community of people that like it too. And like my mindset was stopping this from starting because I wanted to start this a year ago in Charlotte. I had the same idea and I chickened out and didn't do it. So it's like, I could have had the same life there. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That's so good. I also will too, for whoever's listening, because I feel a little nudge to say, I also have been stopped so many times from doing things because I was like, I don't want to be seen as a failure. I think people are more afraid of being seen as a failure than failing itself. And no one, no one is paying attention to you like you are paying attention to you. That's what I've learned. It's like no one and no one knows how Annie Mayfield failed like three years ago, but I do. And I think everybody else does. And just think about all the amazing ideas that have just never come to pass because of that fear right there. And what's so cool, Hannah, is you're giving people an example to, to walk through walk through that no pun intended but like truly like walk into that and um and live that out which is so great and uh talk to me uh just real quick like announcements on social steps where can people find you what kind of events you guys have coming up etc um okay so we are going to pause our walks for december because it is just a little painfully cold i'm from florida and i went numb last night so (laughs) We are going to continue back in 2024, so we walk every Wednesday at 6 p.m. You can find the location of the week on our um, upcoming highlight on our story, on our Instagram, and then we have weekend events that switch off Saturdays and Sundays, and so they will be coming out in the new year. We have all kind of active things, so we go hiking, workout classes, things that like get you out, experiencing new things. Ah! I love it. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for all you're doing for the ATL community. I know there's a lot of ladies in this podcast that if they are in Atlanta, they're looking exactly for that and especially some deeper and more connected friendships. And so again, thank you for your bravery to do what you've done and and open up the doors for so many people to, to have the relationships they do now because of you. So thank you for being on Made to Shine. You were a delight. Hey, beautiful people. I hope this episode blessed you. Two quick things before you tune me out. One, if this podcast means anything to you, if you find value from it, I really am asking you to leave a review. It helps me out a ton. It also helps get this word out to anybody else God wants it to be put on their heart. Second thing is if you're ever like me and don't have a full hour or 40 minutes to designate to a full podcast episode, I have a brand new podcast for you. It's the baby podcast of this parent podcast, Made to Shine. It's called Made to Shine Minute. It is literally 60 seconds every single morning of an idea, a nugget put on my heart, what have you. I hope it blesses you. You can find it everywhere you look for podcasts. Thank you.